0: Welcome back to the Legal Weekly Wine, where we discuss the week's hottest legal topics. I'm Virginia Tarani. And I'm Chelsea Rogers. We're with Tarani Law LLC, because you never need a lawyer. till you do. And talk about law. This week has been exciting. It is May 12th. Um, Friday, May 12th. We are having happy hour. Grab a glass of wine. We're going to drink with you. Um, toast the week. But it's wow. Week. It's been a week. Yeah, tell us that okay, we're doing two topics yes. because they have been the two literally hottest topics. And honestly, I mean, in a while. I mean, everything yeah. is kind of interesting every
1: week, but this is This is breaking news, right? It so is. I'm gonna insert my eye roll from last time here. We were talking about Trump again, but because we yes. have a verdict in the civil case against him, um, and then we're also talking about I'm gonna say it wrong. No, it's George Santos.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. So he's been indicted on um, 13 felonies, federal felonies, Yes, he got not him. even
1: state snatched.
0: He is in trouble. Yes, he is in trouble. He is. For those of you who don't know, he's a congressman, um, I think representing New York, right? One of the, the districts. third in, congressional district. There we go. Where See, did that come knows. from?
1: It's, I believe you that's that right, out. but it was just up there floating.
0: Yeah, I think so. So anyway, thankfully, Chelsea <laughs> knows, but... We we talked last week about the Carroll versus Trump case, the civil case where E. Jean Carroll is has accused Trump civilly of rape and of defamation. And this week he was found liable not guilty but liable yes. because it's civil preponderance of the evidence yeah it's different so do watch we have um, under the law Unscripted podcast we have our very first few yep. were on the difference between civil and criminal law go back and watch those we'll drop a link in the um, in the description but seriously this is civil law and it feels like criminal law the way that it has played out and a lot of people are saying wow he's guilty. And it's, it's the same type of verdict of there is responsibility. Yes. So in that way, he has been found guilty or responsible, but civilly, it's only called liability.
1: Well, and I think referencing the episode, again, we talked a lot about OJ. That was our, mm-hmm. our prime example. And that's kind of what happened in OJ. It's like he was found, he was not found guilty. He was found liable in a civil Correct. court. Um, and that was actually for, remember, battery there too.
0: Yeah. I mean, so part I was of it was kind of
1: comparable in that aspect of and even in that case, it was the civil cause of battery, but it was a death. Right. Versus here, it's the civil cause of battery, but a, a sexual assault. Right.
0: So he was found liable. She had charged him in the civil case with sexual assault. Um, no, with rape and defamation. Yeah. He was found liable for sexual abuse. Um, and defamation at
1: a $5 million verdict. Yes. It was three for one and two for the other. Yeah. That's how they split it.
0: Um, so they allocated different portions for defamation, yeah. um, for trying to repair character is how they divided some of the damage. Yeah. So that's been extremely interesting. Some of the comments that the judge has made, some of the comments that president Trump has made. Are very interesting yes. and enlightening. I did a TikTok or two about that this last yes. week. Um, but we're gonna talk about that and Santos's Oh my god, 13 federal indictments for basically wire fraud, um, deception fraud, any kind of fraudulent behavior that yeah. you can think of has been charged.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And that's all I can say is that <laughs> it's just like there's wire fraud, there's campaign finance, there's Charges in another country. There's a lot going on. There
0: is a lot going on. We are not laughing at Mr. Santos. We are not laughing at the charges. It's, it's weird. We had a comment of, in some of the TikToks that we've done from these episodes, you're like, you know, you guys are ridiculous and laughing at people. We're not not. laughing at people. We're the the situation. If you enjoyed the entire conversation, we like to try to lighten up the mood, have a little fun with the legal side of it as to how interesting it is, how ridiculous some things are. Um, So take it as that. Watch the whole episode to see who we are.
1: If you don't laugh, you'll cry because some of this (laughs) is so on another level. And Mm -hmm. especially with Santos, and I'm sure we'll get into it after we do the wine, this man has... Lied about yeah. not just the things he's now being charged with. He's lied about his heritage, about okay. his mother's dead. Like, it's not funny, but it's at a level of absurdity. It is. It seems like
0: he has lied about almost everything. Who he is. Who he is, what he's done, the, the lies just keep getting exposed, and then now he's facing federal indictments for at least some of those lies. Some yes. can't be, you know, indicted, some prosecuted. Are just gross.
1: Like, someone's like, why would you lie about that? I think one of them was, like, lying about Jewish heritage. That's, like, a gross thing to do. It's like, why yeah. would you do that?
0: Right. And it, it, exactly, why would you lie about it? My, my son, <laughs> I swear this relates, we're um, so my last name is Tarani. I take it from my husband and he's part Iranian. Somehow our, our son looked up his last name and in whatever he looked up, it said it's usually of Jewish origin or there's some Jewish origin. So he comes home and I swear, I I think he's trying to mess with me now. Um, He's like, okay, I'm Jewish. Like if he is, I I I don't care, but I'm like, no, no, you're not. I mean, I know the family history. history. (laughs) We have a Muslim heritage on the right. Tehrani side. side. Um, and, you know, my side <laughs> is a Christian heritage, but yeah. it's like, where'd you come up with Jewish? Like, I don't remember a Jewish line. And yeah. so I do get frustrated because if it's he's misrepresenting, not again, not that I care that he is, but if it's a misrepresentation <laughs> of an origin, it's we have such a a respect now for heritage, for origin, for race, for ethnicity, that we're trying, you know, for gender, that we're trying to make sure Yeah. That everyone is properly represented and understood, <laughs> and I'm like, you're gonna get us all in in a pickle. <laughs> that we don't understand. Virginia. I know. If
1: you choose Judaism,
0: fine. Or but you but have sort not, of the
1: like, you know, it's past and you know, oh, Right. Like, we don't have any. Oh, the, I not thing. Yeah. Anyway, so
0: that's my take on that's the random <laughs> issue. Yeah, I know. My poor kid.
1: So. so that is such a teenage boy thing to do. I, I love
0: it. He really is. I'm Jewish. What?
1: Really, really? Hey, that conversion <laughs> process <interesting>. is difficult. <laughs>
0: it, it is. I think yes. it is much more difficult. Um, so, on that note, we are going to try some wine. Some of you may remember that I went to Williamsburg two weeks ago. I had to get out
1: here. I heard there was good wine. I skipped my way I out to the studio. I didn't
0: do it last <laughs> week. I, we, it, it, Chelsea was in another place. She was. Yes. We did the the Zoom thing and recorded. So it was our first time recording one like separate. It was strange i also
1: was dying laughing because i went back to look just to check you can see my little cow poster above my bed in the back of the video i love the cow poster i painted that did you really i really did then you should have it in every video it's a paint by the numbers though so it's not like i like freehand you don't have
0: to tell people that (laughs) i
1: mean you (laughs) just did but i have no artistic ability but it was a paint by the numbers and i had a blast i like i love it you should keep it there yeah i missed you i know i miss being here it's just not
0: the same It's not the same, and especially when we're drinking wine. So I saved the Williamsburg wines. Yay! Um, And so we're going to have our first Williamsburg wine. It is from the Williamsburg Winery. I'm so excited. They have so many good wines. I went to law school in Williamsburg. Um, I went to the winery many times. So I'm like, oh, wow. It's, you know, it feels kind of like I'm drinking from the home wine winery. Um, So I, I have chosen today the Viognier. Ooh. And I do have to read the bottle Please because do. what in the world is a Viognier, right? I have no idea. Yes. I, the only place I've seen it is from the Williamsburg Winery. And it says, Viognier is an ancient variety native to the northern Rhone Valley in France. Oh. As recently as 1965, there were only 30 acres planted in the world. More recently, Viognier has risen in popularity as it can produce full-bodied white wine with intense aromatics aromatics of tropical fruit and peaches, as well as a note of minerality. It's sourced now from vineyards located throughout the Commonwealth of Virginia. Viognier is an ideal pairing for shellfish or as an imperitif.
1: Interesting. I do know this. I learned this. See, now that I'm, my classes are done. So I have all these facts that I know that are just floating around my brain from other things. The, so I went to a winery in Virginia and I was talking to the, um, it was like a tour type of thing. Yep. Um, and love talking, those. You
0: really should do oh, some, the, the winery so tours and,
1: it was I so cool. love going from winery to winery and doing the tastings. Yes. It was a really cool experience because it was actually funny enough. One of my professors through the law school had like organized like a private thing. It was so cool. And he was telling us that a lot of the soil in Virginia is most comparable to soil. And mm-hmm. I didn't know that before then. I was like, that's fascinating. The same
0: most comparable to soil where? In France. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, did I not finish my <laughs> I sentence? Did, I didn't hear the last word. I figured out what it was, but yes. I do that sometimes. And I'm like, you know what I'm saying. So we're just we, like, communicating we telepathically. <laughs> <laughs> so let's try the wine. Yes. Um, everybody,
0: please join us with your own glass to of them. wine or other
1: alcoholic beverage. beverage or
0: whatever beverage. Here we go. Oh, see, it's Cheers. so much better in person. It, it is. We couldn't get the clink last time. Oh, that's really good. That is very different.
1: I don't know what I was expecting, but it's, I don't know, I like that. I do like it.
0: It is more, It is okay, okay, very I different from like any of the whites we have tried this season. I was going to say the other
1: whites, because I feel like the other white wines aren't as, again, as it said, full-bodied. Like, this has a lot of flavor. For a white wine. It
0: does. It's it, like, it's the first time I feel like there's more than just fruit. one or two flavors or just fruit. Yeah. It is really, I got to go back for another sip. Mm-hmm. I can't place all of it. That's very good. We don't have all the right words. I apologize. No. We're actually trying to get in um, sommelier. a sommelier with us. Um, So stay tuned. We're going to try to do a special episode with a sommelier in who actually team. knows about wine. Oh, Um, I
1: really like this. It
0: is good. I can taste the minerality. Yes. That's what I can finally taste. I feel like
1: there's, I don't know, I don't have the words for it, like you're saying, but it is more like, for lack of a better, like hearty than like a lot of the white wines that I feel like we drink.
0: Oh, I like that. Yeah, no, I like that. It's almost like I'm drinking a white Cabernet.
1: Yes. Or Merlot. Yes. Which I actually, I think the thing does, I really like those intense flavors, but like with the reds, it can be kind of heavy. It's like. Lots of flavor, but not as heavy. Yeah.
0: No, I like it. That's the best way I've got. That's what and I've it got, is, guys. There's, but I don't taste the peach as much.
1: No, I don't, I don't feel like it but tastes like fruit. But I think like
0: it's fruit. not as sweet as a lot of the ones yeah. that we've been trying. Oh, I really like it, though. It's, it's still very, very good. drinkable. It's like, very I feel good. like I can drink. Well, yes. <laughs> drinkable. Yes, it is. All right. So... I'm going to hit some announcements very quickly. Yes. For those of you who don't want the announcements, skip through and go to the news.
1: Catch you on the flip side.
0: Catch you <laughs> on the flip side, but don't stop watching. Just bear with us for like two minutes.
1: Yeah, like um, 30 seconds forward, yeah. whatever Ooh, you gotta do.
0: There we go. So, the news is this is our last episode of the season. Can you believe yeah. it? 20, 20 I'm so episodes. I know, right? Is this not like insane? It is insane. So literally 20 episodes. And for our other podcast, The Law Unscripted, that was 22. Wow. So this week we finished the first season of both podcasts at the average of 21. Yeah. episodes. I have heard rumor that only 1% of podcasters reach episode 21. Look, we're in the top 1%. And I think we're, like, depending on how you calculate it, can you add the 2 because technically we're, like, even, like, the 1% of the 1% because we've gotten... Double. 42? I'm so proud of us. I don't know. Yeah. Yay for us. Honestly, and exciting. Watch the rest of the episodes. We yes. are done season one. Um, we've had quite a run of yes. fabulous legal weekly news. Um, we are going to pause for a couple weeks yes. um, as Chelsea graduates. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Guys, I did it.
1: As of 3.45 p.m. yesterday, I hit submit and everything is turned in. I no longer am in law school, which I mean like class ended a while ago, but like my mm-hmm. finals and everything ended and it is I'm a strange feeling. so proud feeling. of you. Thank you. It it feels congratulations. So unreal. Like it's not hit me yet, but like I did it. You did. <laughs> and and so we're an going to go
0: to her graduation. She's yes. going to graduate. We're going to spend, um, next Saturday, the night, 19th, 20th. 20th. I don't know. Yeah, 19th is a Friday. Okay. Yes. And we're going to, um, have a great graduation party. We have, um, Follow Chelsea this summer. We're going to be doing lots of TikToks. So follow her journey as she graduates, as she studies for the bar examination, as she takes the bar examination. Go to our new website, www.thelawunscripted.com, because that website should be up and running by next week, Um, by the 22nd. No, even before that. Whatever next Monday. God, I can't do my dates. next Monday. is like the six. 14th, 15th, 16th, whatever next Monday is. We will have the website up and running fully. You yes. can go there and under free resources, you can see follow Chelsea. Yes. And we'll that's where you can find her journey this, this summer that yes. we're going to do. You can also find these podcasts. so You can go back and listen. Season two will start in a couple of weeks. Once we hit, um, into May or early June, yes. where we basically are going to go through the Supreme court decisions that are coming down this summer. And hopefully have this special wine episode.
1: I have a lot of thoughts about the Supreme Court after finishing this paper that I finished. Me and your dad it's are going to have to get on there. That was okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, Dr. John Vile is going to join us for a lot of these decisions as he is the expert on the constitution and amending process and criminal, uh, constitutional law. Yeah. So we're going to do that. And um, we do have for law students who are yes. also taking the bar, we have an affiliate link where we are pairing with Quimby Bar Review. Yeah that Chelsea is going to be taking and following this summer. And if you go into the description, we've dropped a link for that. So you can go in through the affiliate link, buy your coursework, and you'll get 10% off of the bar review through Quimby. We will also have our own bar review that is not a replacement for Quimby, for Kaplan, for Barbary, for Themis, for Studicata. Instead, it's a supplement. So if you're looking for a little bit extra, um, we've got that little bit e- extra with yes. the two of us. Join so me while I ask the dumb questions.
1: It'll be a good time.
0: If you like Chelsea, you <laughs> should join us. So check that out. Those are our announcements. And let's get to, which one do you want to do first?
1: Let's knock out Trump so that we can dig into Santos. Okay, so Carol versus Trump. We're going back.
0: I have, I think, I have two topics I want to cover. Okay. Three. Okay. But you tell me. So we're going to do... A little outline
1: okay yeah tell me so what tell me what we're this. hitting
0: okay my outline for what we're gonna hit with this trial is the verdict the actual verdict yes. as to rape versus sexual assault right or sexual abuse the um defamation issue right and um Trump's comments. Since or at the end of the trial and since the trial. So those are the yes. three things that I want to hit. Do you okay. have others?
1: No, just a reiteration that it's still wild to me that the jury is anonymous. I am so pleased for them. I am I'm happy for them. I think it was for the best, but I just still think it's crazy.
0: It is rare. Yeah. It is extremely rare that that a jury is anonymous and especially to continue to be afterwards. anonymous
1: afterwards. But I think it's probably for the best.
0: With this type of trial, as you know, Mr. Trump is a celebrity, so to speak. I mean, I guess that's I think, the the right word for it, as he is. Yeah, um, and especially such a political
1: character, politically divisive too.
0: I and, think, yeah, divisive character, yeah. divisive, whatever. Does, yeah, I don't. I think he can do both.
1: That, yeah. Okay. I don't
0: know. I, don't anyway. know. I have no idea. <laughs> the, yeah, he he really is polarizing. Yes going to make the comment again. We are not a political show. Here we go. We are not a political show. We are not commenting on the politics. We are not attempting to comment on politics. We're attempting to to comment on the legal issues surrounding what's happening. look,
1: here's the thing. If you don't want us to talk about political figures, tell them to stop getting arrested. (laughs) Um, i Stop it. We're no, well, that's what I'm saying. People, are, it's not political. We're talking about the law. These people are getting indicted and arrested and that's not a political thing. That's a legal thing. So it is a legal thing. If you're upset about it, tell your favorite politician to stop getting arrested. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I,
0: <laughs> There's the solution. There's this old, I love Bob Newhart. Who's you, that? Oh my God. Am I dumb? Am I dumb? Should I know that? No, you were young. You're not dumb. You were young. Um, I'm in my forties. And my parents, Which I know and I everybody up, doesn't believe
1: because you look like 25 tops. I, usually I look <laughs>
0: about 18. Um, I got carded the other day again,
1: so I'm 0% surprised.
0: I know. I really look like one of the things that I'm doing for my law office is one of my lines is I am the lawyer who looks like I'm 17, but has been practicing for 17 years.
1: But it's true. I think it's the height too, and I don't know if you can tell when we're in I'm the chairs. I'm super
0: freaking short.
1: You are. And it didn't help that I had
0: cervical fusion, so now I'm shorter than I was. you originally grew
1: too. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. When, okay, so her sister was here about two weeks ago, <laughs> and so I was hanging out with the both of them, and I have never felt more like a giant. I also had heels on, and you guys are not wearing heels, and so I felt like I was like the jolly green giant, like wandering around. <laughs> we
0: are terribly short. Um. So anyway, anyway Bob Newhart,
1: yeah,
0: just... um, he... He's a comedian from basically the seventies through the nineties okay. is when he was most popular. He had Newhart, he had the Bob Newhart sh- show, and then Bob. He okay. had those shows, and he was a stand-up comedian too. But he has this skit that he was a, a psychologist or a counselor, and a woman comes in and tells him, you know, if they go through this whole routine of, you know, you have to pay me for this one this one consultation and um, she's like, oh, wonderful. And he says, well, usually uh, you only do one session. And she's like, wow, does it really work? And he said, yes, it really works. And she said, you don't have any follow-ups? And he's like, no, nobody ever wants follow-up. And it it builds up and she says some crazy things about her fears and and all of this stuff. And and it keeps building and building. And finally he says, stop it. (laughs) And his whole thing is, stop it. Just stop it. And so she's like, but I'm really scared. Stop it. So his whole solution, it's a hilarious skit. You can usually find it on YouTube. I, I think it's I still there. I will have to look it up. We call it the stop it sketch. I don't know what it's actually called. Um, but now when we decide that people should stop just it. like stop doing what they're doing or that's crazy, we're
1: like, stop it.
0: <laughs> just stop it. I mean, so honestly, stop it.
1: I think that should probably be played for these people. I don't disagree. <laughs>
0: Here is our, um, contribution. Yes. I told Just you. Stop it.
1: I said it last week and I will reiterate it. I. Okay. So everybody knows the show, like scandal, right? Yes. Yes. Olivia Pope. She's like a fixer, right? For so yes, long. I was fixer. like, dream job. I want to fix <laughs> like, cause I do. I like a little media. I like the law. I was like, that's my dream job. I cannot think of a single thing worse at this point in my life than fixing mm-hmm. other people who cannot shut their mouth to save their life, to have to go in and be like, let me handle it. But you're also like, it's a to- It's like being a mom. You're like dealing with a toddler, <laughs> but who has a platform to actually yeah. say things. I would lose my mind. Okay, Definitely so I'm going to get
0: into that part since we have the yes. bullet points, but we're going to go in yeah, opposite order. Or no, I mean, it's because wonderful. It's just... um, because, so what's happened is the judge has said, and, and I think this is good because he didn't have to say anything. Okay. But he's actually, I think, trying to help. Okay. Whether Mr. Trump believes it or not, I think he's actually trying to legally help okay. without making advisements because you can't advise... No. You can't make legal advisements or give legal advice from the bench. Right. And I don't think he's doing that. I think he's doing a really good job of playing the line of... Of neutrality. Right. So he issued a gag order that said, you know, you cannot talk, nobody, neither party can address this trial in the news. Okay. Publicly.
1: And we've talked about that in other cases of Mm -hmm. that being beneficial because we don't want a trial by public opinion. Right.
0: So he's done that, but he's never stopped
1: in-person
0: comments. So he said, you can defend yourself in basically, you know, this isn't a quote, but basically you can come to court and you can make statements, but you're not supposed to make statements out of court.
1: Just like any other defendant, Right. And,
0: and I want to, this is where my TikTok came in. Um, let me find this, um, one particular statement that he made and hold tight for me. I try to get the statements correct. Um, so he has said in this week or early, in the, the weekend or this week, um, I can't remember which, but he has said, quote, waiting for. And this was on one of his platforms, one of his um, truth social, truth or social or something. Yeah, something like that, an Internet platform. And the quote that he has on there is waiting for a jury decision on a false accusation where I, despite being a current political candidate, And leading all others in both parties, I'm not allowed to speak or defend myself. Even as hard-nosed reporters scream questions about this case at me, in the meantime, the other side has a book falsely accusing me of rape and is working with the press. So that is what, yeah, truth social. That was what he said. And then, I will therefore not speak until after the trial, but will appeal the unconstitutional silencing of me as a candidate no matter the outcome.
1: So Judge Kaplan, <laughs> be so for real. That's what he said. So I have not seen this quote. So this is a live reaction. Oh, okay. Like I have not seen that and I'm just, I have some thoughts. One, in cases that have a tendency to be high profile, a gag order seems perfectly, it is perfectly legal and it seems mm-hmm. perfectly appropriate in my, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking. No, I, th- I think that legally speaking, I think that it is. And I think it's appropriate, especially in a case like this, he's not being silenced. The, accusing the other side of working with the media, again, seems a little controversial to me, especially since there, to my knowledge, no sanctions against the plaintiff's side, which would say, no, they're not. Like, mm-hmm. I understand the book is a point of contention. I get that. It's kind of what the case is about. Um But the idea that they're, like, colluding together, that's another false statement. Like, what are you doing?
0: And and the judge has warned him, and this is the judge's warning of be careful what you're saying because it could get you in more legal trouble. Yes. And my analysis of this is this is partly a defamation trial, okay, where she's saying he's made false statements about me publicly, Right. right? And because it's defamation, it's false. Yeah. Those are false statements he's made about me. And because they're false statements, they've defamed me, which is, means that he's um,
1: hurt my character. Reputation.
0: My reputation. And I need them repaired. And part of the the money that has been yeah. given is reputation of character repair. Yeah, Not like it can be. Um, but right. in theory, that's, that's the money. And what I think is happening is the judge is warning Mr. Trump, whatever you're saying out there if you're making statements about the plaintiff yes then you could be liable and he's not said this specifically this is my interpretation is the legal trouble he could very well get himself into is that he would again be sued for defamation is yes. if he's continuing to make statements about the plaintiff yep. about the allegations um that he is technically still defaming her and because it's a separate time frame in separate statements new statements yeah. different statements he could it's be taken to court for defamation on these new statements and i found some of these
1: oh my god sorry i have no to... no no i just again yeah being his attorney or being his media manager must be a disaster and a nightmare
0: so a court filing by Carroll's lawyers pointed to Kaplan's concerns, the judge's mm. concerns about the post, who earlier said Trump was, quote, basically endeavoring certainly to speak to his public, but more troublesome to the jury in this case about stuff that has no big business being spoken about. Mm-hmm. Um, we So the other side continued to object to the public statements. Um, where is, yeah, he has continued in recent, Claims to say that Carol's lawyer is a political operative and the allegations are fraudulent and a false story. Um, and then he's called, so the attorney mm-hmm. might have room for defamation. Yes. And so does Carol because he has stated what are these statements? I can never find I pull them up and then I can't find them, right? Um so there's that one, or is it rape trial? Um I just don't. So he keeps saying it's a false accusation and then he has said Oh my goodness. Where is it? He called her a whack job. Um he's made several awful statements yes. about her character, yes. about her Um Basically, as honestly as if it's a toddler or someone saying,
1: You're a loser. <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> that's,
0: that's what it is. But he's using very, very descriptive words um, and saying, You know, she's falsely accusing me. But now what we have is a legal precedent.
1: Yes. That it, right. And let me do some review here. Hmm. It's been found in a court of law. Yes. That, that the statements that he's already made in regards to this, which are. Identical, if not substantially mm-hmm. similar, to what he's saying now, yes. are false. Correct. That is a legal finding. It is
0: a legal finding, and it's a legal precedent that, at least in terms of Miss Carroll, yes, and her allegations, the jury has found that sexual abuse or yes. assault occurred—not rape, but sexual abuse right. or assault—and that he defamed her. So there is now a legal finding mm-hmm. that what she was saying is true. Right. So, Mr. Trump continuing to say that's false, she's crazy, she's a whack job, and these yes. really bad descriptive words of her—that um, could be a set up for legal sanctions, whether it's yeah. another lawsuit or possibly sanctions by the judge in this case. We'll we'll see. Check out the news. Wait for the news. But I think that's a very interesting side of yeah. this story.
1: I mean, it just—he's opening himself up for continued. Thing. And it's what you said a couple of weeks ago when we first talked about it. He is not being silenced. Mm-hmm. I think that needs to be abundantly clear. Yeah.
0: I'm glad you brought us back to that. Yes.
1: Because here's the thing we're talking about statements he's making. He's not being silenced. He was told during the duration of the trial either come testify yeah. and be here yourself or put on a defense because they didn't call it. I mean, they really didn't put on a defense. None. They put on none. Right. They, I wanted to make sure I was like starting to say you're that. You're right. But- no, you're right. They didn't put on a defense, which is like the proper, proper way to do things. Right. And then you want to like go essentially tweet about it. Mm -hmm. That's not being silenced. That's not what being silenced is. And like that is so obnoxious. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's not a criminal trial. Right. So he (laughs) he could honestly could have been called by the plaintiff's side. I thought so. And this is this is my interesting tidbit is, okay. so the silencing, he wasn't silenced in the trial. He chose not to be there.
1: That right which is great. You have the legal right to do that. You make your choice, but like that's not being silent. It's not
0: an unconstitutional silence, right? Because he chose not to come. By his attorneys on last Thursday, yeah. they said we're resting our case. We have no defense. Mr. Trump will not be testifying. The judge asked them. Then the judge gave them a different opportunity. And I don't know if it's because of the statements he was making while he was playing golf in Ireland and Scotland. um, But whatever it was, the judge said, you know what? I'm going to give you until Sunday night. It was like 5 or 6 p.m. on Sunday night. If you would like for Mr. Trump to testify, if he would like to come and testify, then you may... Alert me through a notice yes. by Sunday night that he is going to come and testify. So he, even though the defense rested,
1: he went out of his way to mm-hmm. extend sort of the opportunity for them to do that. Part of me wonders. Before you said that, I was like, because honestly, if I was his attorney, me, they're like, the judge says you can't come. <laughs> the <laughs>
0: judge says you can't come and talk to the jury. I'm so sorry that's a strategy now that's an unethical strategy yes. but yes. it's a very interesting strategy i was
1: just thinking how, how would i handle a toddler who wanted to get on the stand and it would be to be like the park is closed the park is closed right. today right like you can't i'm it. so sorry the court is closed <laughs> blame the park
0: blame <laughs> blame the court blame anybody but me <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> That's really funny.
1: Obviously, this is not what his attorneys are doing, but that's how I like to imagine the conversation goes. I know. I know. I'm so it's sorry. It's so awful. <laughs> right. Because honestly, right, like Fear's attorney, I would want him on the stand.
0: I know. And I think we talked last week about that, you know, in these types of cases, you really need, because it's a he said, she said, yes. you really need him on the stand to say, I didn't do it. But who knows
1: what he's going to say. And that's
0: the trick. And I think that was part of the strategy. Part of it is I think he chose not to. Yeah. And it looks like he decided to try it in public versus to try it in the trial. But he certainly seems to have had every opportunity to come to court and speak, which is not a denial of liberties or rights. And especially in a civil trial. Again, this is different. In a civil trial, you do not necessarily have specific rights. Right. Um, cause you, d- you might,
1: some of them, but the whole idea is that like, you don't have loss of Liberty on the line. Mm-hmm. So you, that's not an outcome of a civil trial that's available. Right. So like your protections are limited in the same way that the sort of punishments are mm-hmm. right.
0: And it, it was an interesting play by the plaintiff because the plaintiff could have called him themselves. But,
1: but, and I think, I think any attorney who looks at this, right, is going, he's so unpredictable that who is that good for it's right. chaos.
0: So they used the deposition, yeah. which I think was an ingenious move, um, to use the deposition in trial. And that's the deposition of Mr. Trump that they had previously recorded I for this that. case. So he
1: really was in silence. You had your chance to say what you he wanted He wasn't. To say. And he said,
0: again, I, I'm not surprised by the jury verdict. I'm not. No. Um, because he, they played part of his deposition. So he was technically testifying mm-hmm. in the courtroom because they played it during court. And it was the, he was asked about an access Hollywood team where he talked about,
1: it's a famous one. It's- yeah. Historically. So
0: it, I'm, I can't say all these words. They're, they're terrible and I'm not going to say it on our show, but on the hot mic, he said, when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Grab them by. Y'all the what part, it was. Okay. <laughs> Um, So that's what he said, and he said, historically, that's true with stars. If you look over the last million years, um, and then, what was it? If the last million years,
1: fortunately or unfortunately or fortunately. However you look at it, that something about sort of essentially successful, rich, famous men get to do what they want.
0: Yeah. And so, oh, here's some of of the statements there. I found it now is he's saying... um, He's calling Carol mentally sick, mm-hmm. a political operative, and a disgrace. Um, so those are pretty strong words in the public. But yeah. the the plaintiff having chosen through her attorneys to play that deposition and that those words are very damaging. And I'm not surprised that the jury found that because Mr. Trump didn't come personally. He wasn't even there. And they were allowed because it's not a criminal trial. Yeah. The plaintiff's attorneys were able to say on closing arguments he didn't even show up for his own trial.
1: Right. Versus he, in a in a criminal trial, you could, I mean, you're going to be there. They kind of make you unless there's right. A, but if you don't get on the stand and testify, you, you can't, can't reference take it. a negative inference from that. Correct.
0: You cannot reference it at all. There will be a mistrial.
1: And that I think this is my like final commentary on yeah. this. That I think the important thing of like why things happen in court and why gag orders are issued. Because we have rules of evidence, right? The yes. whole idea is that there's a standard to which to be presented in a courtroom mm-hmm. and be taken into consideration for things. Like there's a standard of that. There's a rule of evidence. And so if you're doing something in the public versus in a courtroom, you have the opportunity to say or present things yes. that would not meet an evidentiary standard. Like that is sort Correct. of the principle guiding this. And you're like, yes, everyone has free speech, you can say what you want in public, but like, that's why it is how it is. And yeah. it's like, so he, he's skirting that because I think I'll, I'll garner it. I think it's because he didn't want to go in the courtroom. I don't think it would have helped him to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. Um, just based on his other behavior that if he would have showed up for the trial, it would have done any good.
0: Yeah. I, I agree with most of that. Yeah. yeah. So that's our legal take on the conclusion uh, of at least the base civil trial, the initial civil trial. Of, see if he appeals or pays it or what happens. I think he's go- going to try to appeal. Whether yeah. they accept the appeal or not, I don't know. But I think he will try to because this one is going to be... So fact driven on appeal of, you know, was the jury unreasonable in finding the way that they did? And I think it's going to be a hard case to prove on appeal that the jury made an unreasonable decision based on the facts that they had presented Presented. before them. Yeah. So anyways, on to Santos. We got a few minutes left for Santos. We're in the
1: criminal world. We are in federal court.
0: We are in federal court. So we've stepped Mm. over state court and gone federal.
1: And he's been indicted on 13 felonies, and we kind of hit it at the top. There's wire fraud. There's campaign finance violations. There's uh, one of the strangest ones to me. He claimed unemployment, that he was unemployed and collected unemployment from the state. Which is another type of fraud. Right. I mean, to me, that was just... I I guess maybe it is. I just don't think of, like, white-collar crimes as, like, unemployment fraud. Right. But it happens. It happens. And so there was that. There was also, like, a weird situation where there was a co-mingling of a couple different corporations he owns or CEO on the board, whatever, of, and his personal finances and campaign finances all sort of mixed together in ways that I think it's going to be really complicated to explain and like mm-hmm. untangle because that's what happens in these cases. Yeah, but he ain't looking so good. Yeah, so he good.
0: was he was arraigned and he was bonded out on Wednesday. Um, he has stated he's going to remain in Congress and that he will run again. So those are his statements. I would love to hear from you. Well, yes. I talked a lot on Trump and I apologize. So I would love to hear from you about the indictments. And, um, I also want to talk before we end on what, if anything can be done in Congress about him.
1: Okay. Yes. So, and I believe as of March, 2023, this year that he officially gave the statement, I think the paper was done a couple months before, but officially announced that he would be running, even though it was openly, he was under investigation this whole time. Mm -hmm. He Essentially, it was just like, I'm ignoring that. Yeah. Um, which, interesting, because he's been in office and is now running again, is how he got in trouble in Brazil. Um, and
0: I didn't know this, and I don't know if many of you know it or not, but I didn't pick up on the Brazil aspect.
1: So, it, because it was from a while ago, but because he became, like, his public figure, they found him. There's been an unopened, or this case originating from a 2008 incident was brought to court in Brazil, in Brazil. He was okay. charged in 2010, 2011, I believe was a hearing or a trial of some sort. I don't know Brazil's laws or like yeah. how things go. That was when it was supposed to be a trial. Essentially he didn't show up and that was it. It's been sort of this open thing. And it was for a similar issue of some sort of, I think it was like check fraud, but like a some, similar- kind of fraud. some kind of fraud. I mean, people like this, like this is the shtick, right? Yeah. Um, And so it has just been essentially an unresolved case in Brazil. Um, And then in, like, 2022, they were like, found ya. Um, There you are. (laughs) So they have now, like, reopened that. Um, Has he pled in that case? Yes. So he, and I don't know how, like, what the disposition currently is, but he made a statement that he intended to plead guilty. Um, So I don't know if that's actually been processed or, like, what that looks like there, but by all accounts, he has admitted to it.
0: And the question is, would that be allowed in court in the current United States federal? Because you do yes. have to recognize a pattern cross states, yes. right? You have to recognize a judgment in another state. But what about a judgment from
1: Brazil? Okay. so this, I don't know. I was thinking about this. Actually, I'm so glad you brought this up as we're talking about rules of evidence, right? Even if this was in another United States state, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know if it would be... Relevant enough to the current charges to even bring in.
0: Oh, interesting. Because
1: I don't know if it's. I don't think it's a is a comparable pattern. And it was over ten. Years. Like I really don't know if it would even be allowed in. Well, the the
0: act was over ten years ago, but the conviction wouldn't have been over ten years ago. Correct. The conviction would be recently, and if it's for a felony, but how do you count? Is that a felony, a felony in the United States versus? Yes, in because Brazil? my understanding
1: is that. It would, and again, this is just like my brief understanding. I think it would be a misdemeanor, which then, so it's like, maybe it could come in for his level of truthfulness because it is a fraud thing, but I don't actually know.
0: Yeah. It could come in as, (laughs) have you ever been convicted of a crime of lying, cheating, or stealing? Right. And in that case, you wouldn't have what it was or where it was. But I think even though it's cross countries that he would have to say, yes, I've been convicted. Of a crime of lying, cheating, or stealing, and then that could be a negative inference properly. Yes, in a jury trial. Yes,
1: but that's an interesting. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting that it because it seemed to be in comparison to things we're talking about now, a rather low level sort of offense compared Mm -hmm. to what we're talking about now. Again, he like lied about, and the other thing is he lied about his income to like House of Representatives, like keeps you have to do income disclosures, that kind of thing. He like openly lied about that because it's not funny. Right. It's not funny, but Can you try and make it believable? Um, Because he claimed that he was making $55,000 from one source and $5,000 from another for a total of like a $60,000 gear income-wise in reality. And it wasn't like it was hidden. He was like getting bank deposits for a salary that was like close to $200,000. Wow. And then it was like. That even was not like the full amount when you look at sort of across these, again, these corporations and like some of them are like corporations that would be tax deductible if someone donated to them, but then he was using it for campaign finances. You can't do that.
0: As well as it it appears the allegation yes. at least is that he was even using it to pay off his own debts yes. um, and other personal Yes. Things. And so that's
1: what I mean. It's sort of all intermingled mm-hmm. with, cause there's like. Three, my understanding is there's like three entities that he essentially owns in charge of whatever. And then there's also like campaign donation accounts. Yeah. And they have become just sort of ooh, intermingled in that you can't do that.
0: Right. And I think some of the allegations, these wire frauds is... It's basically, I believe, yes. under the Commerce Clause, where yes. you can't interfere with commerce through the wires, and that usually counts as
1: because um, of emails and text messages. Emails, yeah.
0: text messages, all of that is included in it, and it, it appears that he and some of his staff used the used texting and emails, especially, to yes. elicit funds um, and contributions that they then apparently con- contributed much more than the legalized limit for the contributions, campaign contributions. Yes. And then spread them and use them in different ways. Right,
1: because essentially the thing is, is like we live in a democracy, we have rules and campaign finance rules in place that the intention with these rules are to limit one person or one entity's, pa- you know, amount of influence on sort of yeah. an election by limiting the finances. My understanding is that he created an entity. There's a 501c4, um, which is a charitable sort of entity that's a non-profit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nonprofit. Exactly. So that, that, and then he was having in there's the text message. The indictment was really well laid out. I was really impressed because they put the charts of like, this is the count. This is the statement. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you want to look, it's like a 20 page indictment. It's easy to find on like CNN. You just click. It is is
0: very well written. It is easy to follow. It It definitely seems (laughs) enough for probable cause, which is what they would have had to do. You could probably get get a
1: conviction just reading.
0: If they can prove the truth of those, they are very damaging. And they do appear that if those statements are true on the face of them, and if they can prove those, it seems like it would be hard to contradict reason beyond a reasonable doubt.
1: Yes. And essentially, one of them that I'm thinking of right now was a text message, and it's in the little chart. And the, the gist of it was texting someone, you can donate as much money as you want to this 501c4, and we will just use it for campaign stuff. And you can get a tax write-off, and it there won't be traceable or whatever. And it's like...
0: There's so many different crimes happening yes, a in the one
1: statement. And it's also just like... How can you be so dumb? If you're going to commit crimes, <laughs> stop. Just stop, stop it. Does it so dumb. <laughs> like, could you not I will fix
0: the matter? <laughs> could
1: you not write down step by step how you intend to commit the crime? Because that's it. That's all mm-hmm. of it right there. Right? If you can prove that statement to be true. Yeah. That is yeah. Direct, like I mean this directing people to commit felonies and then saying that you based on their felony are going to Violate campaign fight. It's in a one message. Like, it's all there. Like, I just... Yeah. It's
0: bad. So the final question is, what if anything can be done in Congress about their own congressmen?
1: Well, okay. I want to start. My understanding, I don't think he can be impeached. That's only for, like, presidents, right? For civil
0: figures or civil officers. That's what it is. For civil officers.
1: So, like, someone who's appointed
0: but not elected? That appears to be true is there was a case very early on if you want, but (laughs) there doesn't seem to be anything against it for either the president or for congressmen. There does not seem to be anything prohibiting anyone from running or being elected if they've been convicted or are under investigation. There's not anything that I know of that's explicit.
1: So, yeah. So right now, like he would not be prohibited from running again. That makes sense, especially because there isn't a conviction.
0: Right. And there's no impeachment of him because according to this old, old case um, that they are not considered civil officers. So you could impeach the president. You can impeach um, judges, judges. Yeah. But you cannot impeach congressmen and women.
1: That seems. Odd. But I would also say to me at this point, if we believe in innocent until proven guilty, he has not been convicted of a crime. Now, do I think. It won't be a hard conviction when he is. Yeah. But at this yes. point.
0: So oh, did I not keep this? Oh, wait, hold on. There's another place that I have this. Okay. I, I have so many things Tabs up on my phone um, that I'm trying to get this. Oh, goodness. Of course, I don't have it here. Um, but basically, they're not civil officers. Um, they can be removed. There are ways that they can be removed.
1: But, but it's would it not be under, like under a-
0: impeachment.
1: No, no, no. But would it be like a vote? by the house yes it would have to be the like robert rules yes right essentially is that we yeah. all vote that he can't be here like that's yeah a, there's
0: like a super majority or a majority i can't remember which i'll have to look it up and i swear i had it in my phone and of course look, I, see i'm
1: tracking my brain you has are all these random facts now that law school is not taking up all of it i'm like no there's definitely in like robert robert's rules of order there's a way to like banish one, someone from speaking and all they can be there, but they can't talk, which is a fun one to do. If you're ever in like a student government meeting, try that. It's super fun. Um, <laughs> try it out. I was obnoxious <laughs> with those rules. Like once I got them, so annoying, but yeah.
0: Yeah. So there is something that they can do. There is a vote that can be taken the removal process. So there is a removal process, but it's an internal process through Congress itself um, that they have to decide by some kind of majority um, a vote to remove him from their own body. Yeah. But it's not an impeachment, but there is a way in a process, but you're going to have to even, I don't know, to me, if these things are true. Yes. And especially if they're proved to be true um, in a court of law, beyond mm-hmm. a reasonable doubt. if To me, it would be hard to understand why either party, because it shouldn't mm-hmm. be to me a party decision, but why... You wouldn't vote to remove someone who had been convicted, at least, of all of these crimes of fraud because you want someone representing Congress, your state, your district, whatever, who will not lie to you, yes, who will not continue to defraud or use the government's ways to defraud someone. So there is a way, whether it's going to actually happen or not, they're going to have to have that majority, whether they can get it. Over political lines, yeah. party lines. I don't know. But to me, again, it's not I would have yeah. a hard time saying, well, this is a party issue. It's because you
1: have integrity, Virginia. <laughs> Something that, you know, maybe you should run for office because maybe we just I don't see a lot of that. I mean, I'm not even particular, you know, party lines. I just don't see a lot of it sort of in the political realm at all. I think you would I would actually think you would be great as and an elected official.
0: That's very kind. And maybe I would be, but that's probably why I shouldn't be, because
1: No, because I I would be so angry. I feel like you would, but you would keep people in check, right? Like I want you in charge of Congress. Go, you would go in there and straighten them out. Nobody's
0: going to listen to me.
1: I I am so. I'll come be your bouncer and be like, you're going to (laughs) listen. Chelsea's going to be in the the enforcer here. Give me a microphone. I can yell at people. Look, (laughs) get it together.
0: I will figure this out and you will stop it.
1: Yes, exactly. (laughs) Look, see, we could get on it. Okay. Here's my thought though. And I I could be wrong. My understanding is that even if they voted to remove him, which I think may, may not happen, that would not prevent him from running again.
0: That's my understanding, is there's nothing to prevent him from doing that.
1: Voters, this is your time to, like, give me hope and humanity.
0: The legislature is the one in charge of rulemaking. So if there is going to be a rule, they need to make the rule. Um, Whether they're going to make such a rule,
1: I doubt it. But to me, even, it's like, okay... I even if they don't make a rule. If he runs again, that's fine. I don't necessarily think someone who's been convicted of a crime should be prevented from running for office. I don't think, I mean, his in particular because it's like you were doing stuff in your posi- in your position as a
0: Wow, well, yes, do you while know what I you mean? were I think that's slightly different and were a public official.
1: Yes. I think that's slightly different. But say in a hypothetical world if he had in this in the state next to him, he's in what New York so in New Jersey he had written a bad check 10 years ago and then was now running for office fine fine let the voters sure, say how much sure. it matters but in this case you're using your office to, to perpetuate fraud which seems slightly different to me but maybe again it's a it's a heartbeat check on sort of the voters of like do we have faith in humanity let's not elect someone who's doing that Yeah, and
0: maybe that's why we do this show, is we try to have faith in humanity and hope to instill that in others, is in talking about the legal aspects, is ethics. Yeah. I I really would like for people to have ethics. I have to be held to such—not that I wouldn't anyway, but— as an attorney, I'm held to such high rules of ethics. I'm like, well, why aren't you?
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Why can't this you is be ethical? a slight tangent, but I'm so excited about this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. When you said ethics, it triggered. Okay. So you know, there's like a lot of like ethics things going on with like Clarence Thomas, Supreme Court. I'm not getting yes. into it, but yes. that is existing. That's all you need to know for this. Something so cool. So my civil procedure professor is like truly an academic at heart has always been. She has been giving these like huge, like she's been on all of the shows talking about because oh, like that's wow. what her research and like expertise in is in. And so someone sent me a clip of her yesterday that had like 5 million like views of her on this new show talking about the ethics of it. So that was It's super her cool. time to shine. Yes. It's Amanda Frost and she's so well-spoken and fascinating. My hate of Cipro had nothing to do with her. I was just dumb. <laughs> um, she, she, truly an incredible person and explaining it like so crisply clear. It was wow. a fantastic watch. So, sorry that triggered that. I thought it was a super cool little like fun fact. Don't be sorry, that's
0: amazing. I'm going to look it up now yeah. as as should you. So, we're going to wrap up this final season yes. show. Final show of the season. Yeah. With a final toast. Happy yes. happy hour. Enjoy the rest of your Friday. Enjoy the next couple of weeks. We will be off doing graduation. Woo-hoo. Again, go to com. Um, as of next week, if it says coming soon, just give it a second, refresh next week, um, and you will be able to follow Chelsea.
1: It's going to be a good time. Join us this summer. We're doing yes. know, our supplemental bar stuff. It'll be fun. Yes,
0: we are. So congratulations to Thank Chelsea you. on finishing law
1: school. Thank you. Season two. Season two is next. <laughs> With all new wines. I meant to say season two is coming, but then the wine just went into my mouth. <laughs>
0: It caught up. All right, everybody. I'm Virginia Tarani. And I'm Chelsea Rogers. We are with Tarani Law LLC because you never need a lawyer. Till you do.